Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. That's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Now I'm going to turn you over to your host, Shane Grove. Hey everyone, it's Shane Grove, host of the From the Shadows podcast. We are putting together a Patreon page for From the Shadows podcast listeners. Uh, And what a Patreon page is, is uh, there's different levels of patronage that you guys can sign up for if you choose to. Uh, What it does is it helps us uh, with a little bit of uh, support from you guys. Keep doing what we're doing. Buy some new equipment. um, Make sure that we can keep everything running and sounding good or much better, let's hope. Um, but with that, there's there's lots of uh, unique gifts and rewards and merchandise that's available um, by being a Patreon, uh, including um, a special episode each month by the judge, um, another special episode every month by the Ozark Howler, and at least one listener episode. Uh, episode um, where we take a story from one of our listeners and share it with everybody. Um, so we will have the information out about that on our Facebook pages after the shadows and the uh, from the shadows podcast page, as well as our Instagram account. Um, we'll, we'll tell everybody how they can find that and become a Patreon of the show. And we, we certainly appreciate all the support our listeners have given us. So, so the uh, the last bailiff story you told us, getting Prime and Jason for his new job at the courthouse, was was, was pretty good. What uh, you got another one? I hear. You know what? I tell you, this is more of a courtroom story than than a bailiff specific, because I had thought 
you know, I'd see every once in a while, I'd see a bailiff job now as I'm, I'm, I'm semi-retired. I thought, well, maybe I could do that. But I don't know if I'd want to sit through all the court proceedings because you have to listen to all that stuff, right? And, oh, yeah. and, and, and I can only think of a couple of times where stuff was worth watching. And the story I like to tell, one of my favorite old school courthouse stories to tell is more of a judge story. I think I told you in one of the other episodes or made Patreon, I've said about I'd go out to the judge's house sometimes to get stuff signed and he'd be drunk in a hot tub and all that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. That story, right? So this particular judge, I I had made a traffic stop. I had made a traffic stop and stopped a gentleman that had, I don't remember how much marijuana. He was riding a motorcycle, of all things. And I... I don't remember how many grams he had about a half a pound of weed on him in his, in his front right pocket because he's riding a motorcycle and all he's in the summertime, all he's got his pair of blue jeans on actually blue jean shorts and like combat boots. And, and, uh, there's a, there's a whole backstory to it that I won't get into, but the bottom line is he, this is back when they arrested you for marijuana. He got an attorney, and they fought my motion. They they filed what they call a motion to suppress my traffic stop. This particular place, at that time, it was a it was four lane highway on both ends, but because of bridge work, they, they it, it it shrunk down to two lanes for about a six mile stretch through there. And what would happen is the traffic would just bumper to bumper to bumper for. You know, everybody would squeeze in to try to be the first in line through this two two lane oh, portion. Yeah. And then when it dumped out on the other end, it was just like a fire hose. So yep. I, I was sitting kind of down there. And anyway, I stopped him from for fo- what they call following too close because he was riding the bumper of the car in front of him because he's trying to get down to the, you know, he wants to jump out as soon as the road goes back to four lanes so he can get out, you know. And I stopped. He was a la- out of a string, about six cars. He was the last one, and I stopped him. So – uh, we went to the grand jury and the grand jury hun- handed down an indictment. And you know, what's funny is one of the few times in grand jury that I was really watching the jurors more than the prosecutor. And as I'm talking this, telling you, telling them stories, just like, yeah, you know, I'm out here on where the highway's down to, from four lanes, to two lanes through that six mile stretch and everybody bumpers, bumpers. I had two or three in the grand jury was shaking their heads. like they knew where I was talking about. They either lived out there or drove through there. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. They knew yeah. what I was talking about. So the grand jury handed down an indictment on this guy, but he filed a motion to suppress my stop. So it was an odd court date. You know, it was like a Thursday at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. And there's only two people in the whole court. There's only two cases, mine and this old black guy. And I showed up to mine, but they're going to hear the old black guys first. And he was a, he was, uh, he had just got out of like 27 or 28 years, 20 plus years, uh, in the Missouri state penitentiary back in the, when it was the old pen downtown, when it was tough. Right. Oh yeah. And, and what he'd done is he had worked his 28 years or 30, I don't remember how many years he'd worked. He started in the shoe shop and ended up working in the wood shop or something. He he made he started out I think he said thirty five cents a day and he ended up making a dollar a day by the time he got out. Holy but the, moly! But the he had like four almost four thousand like thirty nine hundred dollars on his commissary books when he went to discharge, and the prison system filed a a, a, a thing to 
claw that money back to pay for his food and housing over the last 28 years. Just, wow. if, that, if that makes sense. Wow. So, <laughs> yes. So he, he was representing himself. He was representing himself and he was all by himself behind one table. And there was three attorneys on the other side, one from DOC, one from the department of, uh, uh, one from department of corrections, one from the department of public safety who runs department of corrections. And the third was like the office of administration budget and something else. So there was three state lawyers over there against one uneducated old black man by himself. And this judge says, okay, whatever the gentleman's black gentleman's name is, what's going on? And he says, well, she ought to, I, I did the crime and I did the time, you know, I've been in the penitentiary <laughs> since I was 23 years old and, and I started working in the shoe shop and I 35 cents a day. And he goes on his whole labor of talking about how by the time he gets out, he's making a dollar a day and he saved it up. And if you take it, that's all I got. I was going to rebuild my life as an old man. And, and, and if they take it, I might as well go back. Cause I ain't got nothing else. True. That's true. And he right? said, okay. And then he looked at the three government lawyers and he said, what's the state say? And the state punk gets up there and says, well, your honor, the average cost of housing inmate in the state of Missouri is $38,000 a year. And he's lived there for 28 years. So, you know, he was his medical and this and that and the other. We figure he owes the state of Missouri, you know, $1.9 million or whatever. And this small penance <laughs> is it for the taxpayer and blah, 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 blah. Hmm. And the judge goes, give the man his money. <laughs> and this second state lawyer goes, but your honor, now this sets a poor precedent because this shows that you're not, we're a, we're a steward of the taxpayer's dollar and blah, 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 blah. And he takes that gavel and he smacks the thing and goes, bam. <laughs> I said, give the man his money because if you want to get off on the poor, the piss poor stewardship of the taxpayer's money, why would the state of Missouri have money for three attorneys to go after one old man <laughs> pro se? <laughs> and they said but the third lawyer said but something and he smacked it in and he said bam i said give him his money and if you don't give it now you're gonna pay <laughs> and then wow. man stood up, oh i thank you judge you the first time i went to courtroom and 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 got it to handle my way and judge <laughs> said that's okay just don't come back <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's fantastic that was a good that's, one yes that's give the man his money Pam. I well i can't even i i mean i can't even understand why the state would that's what i was thinking send three lawyers to they go, got like, you you know uh you know i i don't want to erode confidence in in the legal system but you know you're assuming there, we have confidence to erode. There you know? is. I don't know about your viewers or your your listeners or whatever, but 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 I was I was behind the curtains for a long time, and then now that I'm out, the further I go, I mean, I don't want to say the more liberal, more, but I think about all the wasted money to play gotcha on little rinky dink stuff. Does that make sense? Like regulatory stuff, or yeah. or or you know. Uh, it goes on every I, day. 
Yes, I used to work with a guy. Now, I didn't make a very good trooper. Now, I think I told you a story one day. You know, my troop, my sergeant called me in one day and said, hey, in the last year, you've wrote 400 tickets and you give 1,800 warnings. I think that's what it was. <laughs> and he said, everybody else in, in the zone, they're about 50-50. You know, there are 1,000 tickets and 1,000 warnings. So don't. what's the problem? And I said, well, what do you mean what's the problem? He goes, well, you, you, you write – three times more warnings than you do tickets. You know what I mean? And I said, Hey, you know, I lead the zone in drunks. Yeah. I lead the zone in arrests. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like real arrests, like people that committed crimes. Yep. 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 So I don't see the, the use in. So the, one of the gentlemen that he was comparing me to used to sit out, we had brick plants, a particular count County we were assigned to, there was brick refactories, you know, not they're big. You know, you guys are from out in Ohio. So you understand ovens and steel yeah. It's kind of the same principle, but it's, they're burning. They, they cook big ovens for brick. They make fire yep. brick, right? And oh, yeah. this guy would yep. sit out down the street from this factory. So the, the highway would go from four lanes at 70 until squeeze down to two lanes at six, 65. And then it'd go to a smaller two lanes at 60, all the way to 55. So within a four-mile stretch, they go from the speed limits go from 70 to 55. And if you don't pay attention, you get screwed up. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he would sit out there from three at, you know, shift change three, seven or 11 and everybody 10 over everybody going 65 and a 55 got a ticket. And I remember being with him one August and he's, you know, he's got these three or four dudes in old work car, you know, they carpools. There's like four or five guys in this old Buick or whatever. He's giving this guy a speech and a ticket for going 65 and a 55. And I said, Ronnie, dude, they're going, they're, they're going to go sit in a freaking brick plant for nine dollars. This back when people nine dollars an hour was a job, right? So I said they're going to sit there and, and make nine dollars an hour working midnights in a brick plant. You're going to get a ticket. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> ten over gets a ticket. You're, you know, you're the fourth law. You're against it. So I couldn't do that. So when my sergeant gave me this, this speech, I said, "Dude, I can't do that." And he goes, "You better find a different line of work because this is how we judge you." And and he was and he was being honest because then of course I went to the federal government, which is more chicken shit in some ways, but you don't have to write tickets. Um, <laughs> um, but I used to say, you know, you're driving a hundred to catch the guy to give him a ticket for going 65, right? <laughs> you know, right? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you don't have time to go catch the person that's selling your kid dope that gets OD'd. You don't have time to go catch Joe and Joe blow. That's been ripping off people or getting burgled or, you know, stealing because a real crime takes time. You know what I mean? It really yep. takes you it, to solve a real crime. It takes a lot of time and a lot of of mental effort. When all they have to do, and, and administrations do it right. So, with the accreditation of law enforcement and police departments and stuff, they they want to say, okay, well, our our outfit had you know ten thousand arrests this year. No, you didn't. You had nine thousand tickets, and you had six hundred <laughs> people got arrested. You know what I mean? Because they yep. consider tickets an arrest. And and what they do is they they. They pit officer against officer because if you work all month, even though you arrested one person, that guy was for murder. What'd you do the rest of the month? Because because Jason wrote a thousand tickets, <laughs> so wow. they call it a measurable. You know, tickets are a measurable, and that's what they like measurables because it, it all boils down to weak leadership. Because you don't have uh, uh, management, senior management to go to the city council or the state government and say, you know, we didn't write that many tickets this year, but you know what we did do. We got a thousand pounds of dope off the street, or we got a hundred uh, uh, people for stealing, or or whatever real crimes. 
I don't know where I'm going with this big speech. But. Yeah. Well, you know what? On behalf of the people of Missouri, I'm glad you were out there fighting crime. And not I'm not. I don't do anything anymore. But, but I'm saying, but I'm saying time, back, then, back then, I'm glad you were out fighting crime and not uh, writing tickets. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But, you know, anyhow, I was off the field. So it's an uphill battle dealing it. with the bureaucracy. That's for sure. Yes. And, and the problem is everybody knows it, yet they allow it to go on. Yep. Right? Exactly. And that's what irks me. Everybody knows it, but you don't want to be the guy that sticks your head out of the weeds and says, we're going to quit doing it that way because then you're marked. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to call, you know, law enforcement is like high school with guns. They have little cliques. You know, you have the jocks over here. You have the nerds over there. You have the cool kids or you have the bad kids. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. High school guns. <laughs> school guns. Except now high school does have guns. Well, yeah, you know, I went to the feds. I called that college with guns because they theorize everything, right? Everything's a debate. Try going to the debate team. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.